Hey Bridgewater Church family, my name is Tracy and we are so glad that you're with us today. There's so many ways to get connected around here and we hope you can be a part of it all. So check out this week's Bridgewater Buzz. We are so thankful to have an amazing team of people who help keep this place safe and secure. From checking in on our kids' rooms to being ready for an emergency, the security team makes what we do possible. If you are interested in becoming a part of the team, we would love to talk to you. Sign up in the lobby for more information or reach out to me at tracy at bwch.org. Oasis Senior Adults, we've got a breakfast outing coming up. On Wednesday, June 1st, we will be meeting at the Original Pancake House in Westchester at 9 a.m. for good conversation, fellowship, and as always, lots of pancakes. Sign up in the lobby or let Pastor Kay know that you're coming at kay at bwch.org. We can't wait to see you. Baptism is an incredible celebration of the transformation that Jesus is doing in the life of a believer. If you or your child have been considering being baptized or would like to know more about what baptism is all about, we have great news. We will be participating in baptisms on Sunday, June 26th. There will be a required class for all participants on Sunday, June 12th, immediately following the 11 a.m. service in room 16. Signups are available in the lobby or you can email me at tracy at bwch.org. We will be celebrating that Sunday with an all-church picnic at Whitton Woods. We've reserved the Clydesdale Shelter at Parkey's Farm and are asking that you bring a side dish or two to share. We will be providing hot dogs, all the plates, utensils, and water. Feel free to bring whatever else your family may need. We will pray for the food at 1245 and spend the afternoon in fun and fellowship together. Make sure you have June 26 reserved on your calendar. We are glad to be a part of this Bridgewater family and can't wait to connect with you. You can find us online at bwch.org or by following Bridgewater Church on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for joining us for worship today. Good morning and welcome to Bridgewater Church Online. Thanks for spending some screen time with us today. As we begin, we invite you to participate with us for worship in whatever space you're in. Let's pray together. Dear Jesus, thank you for the wonderful opportunity we have to come before you and spend time worshiping and praising your name. God, I pray that you would be with us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey, good morning, Bridgewater family and friends. Maybe you have been attending with us on our online campus for weeks or months now. Perhaps today is your first time. So welcome to everyone, and it's exciting to me because we're beginning a new series called Be Transformed. Now just get that in your mind, new series, say it at home, two words, Be Transformed. And I was thinking about a great story because there was a middle-aged woman who made the decision that it was time to get healthy and be transformed inside and out. And she thought the easiest way to do that would be to register for an exercise class. So she did. She signed up. 
She went to the first class. She was nervous. And the instructor looked at everyone and said, now, just remember one of the most important decisions you can make when you begin this healthy transformational exercise class is very simple. Wear loose clothing. Just begin by being comfortable and wear loose clothing. In, in a moment's notice, this woman just out of nowhere blurted out to the instructor and the class, hey, if I had loose clothing, I wouldn't need this class. Everyone broke up and everybody was laughing. It, it, it was a great crowd breaker. But I was thinking about how we make decisions and sometimes our decisions are really transformational and we don't even know it. We, we decide to uh, make a move. We decide to take an exercise class. We decide to get out of financial debt. And what takes baby steps to begin be, actually becomes a transformational series of events. And I love the definition of the word transformation because it's simplistic, but man, is it powerful. Transform means to undergo a change in form, appearance, or character. Let me just read it again. Transform means to undergo a change in form, appearance, or character. I really believe that when you and I make a decision to be transformed in some way, that it takes in all of those components. I can become changed from the inside out. My soul changes. My, my thinking changes. The passion of my heart changes. And I really just have a question for you. What transformational decisions are you currently making? Or you're thinking about making? Or you've been procrastinating to make? I've been asking myself that for the last few days. Transformation is essential. And that's why I thought it would be good for us to just take a few moments, in fact, actually to really break down over the next few weeks, what the mission of Bridgewater Church really is. And I'm going to read it. In fact, it's going to be there for you to read. Maybe you want to read it out loud. But I, I want to give you the full mission statement of our church. Here it is. Bridgewater Church is called to lead people into a transformational relationship with Jesus Christ as we seek God, share the story, serve the world, and ask God to send the people. Now, my heartfelt desire is this, that if anybody were to ask you, especially when this series is over, what is the mission of BWC? You would be able to say six words. Be transformed, seek, share, serve, send. Try that. Be transformed, seek, share, serve, and send. We're going to break this out over the next few weeks, but it all begins with transformation. It all begins with the decision that we want to be transformed. And I'm old enough and I'm experienced enough to realize this. 
Transformation is not something I can do alone. I just can't say I'm going to be transformed. I, I need support. I need encouragement. I need the help of other people. But more than anything, I need the power of Jesus Christ as my Savior living in my heart, invading my mind, and helping to transform me because I can't save myself. Can I put it another way? I can't transform myself by myself. So I want to break this out. I want to talk about what it means to be transformed. And I thought the easiest way to do that would be to go to the writings of the Apostle Paul as he speaks to his young protege named Timothy. Now, I think I would have liked Timothy. Young guy, really getting passionate about ministry. He's trying to understand what God has called him to do. And Paul writes him a letter. And in fact, actually, we know it as the second letter that Paul writes to Timothy. And in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 3 through 14, we find three steps that Timothy must take to be transformed. Now, please get this in your mind. Transformation is not something that happens one time or all at once. These are three steps that Timothy took in his life that brought about transformation and the continual transformational process. I want to encourage you this morning on two levels. One, what is the mission of BWC? Be transformed. We're here to help people develop a transformational relationship with Jesus. But I want to challenge you, what is Jesus asking you to do? How is Jesus wanting to transform your life? And if you're willing, let's take these three steps with Timothy today. It all begins in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. The Apostle Paul writes, I thank God, whom I serve as my ancestors did, with a clear conscience. As night and day I constantly remember you, he's speaking of Timothy, in my prayers. Recalling your tears, I long to see you, so that I may be filled with joy. I'm reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother, Lois, and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. Step one, be saved. Say it with me, be saved. Now, I want you to understand what's going on. Timothy and Paul are, are really sorrowful that they're separated. There's no FaceTime, there's no texting or email. All they can do is send letters that take a long time to be able to transition uh, uh, over land and sea. And when, when he gets this letter, I'm sure that Timothy opened it with excitement and he was thinking, Paul, I'm so glad to hear that you miss me because I miss you too. You're my mentor. You're my friend. You're the spiritual leader in my life. And here is Timothy, a young pastor, a young leader in the church. He needs this kind of encouragement. 
And this is where I'm really struck by the irony of one of the words that Paul uses in the Greek. In the Greek language, he uses the word sincere, but literally it means hypocritical. Now, if we put the entire grammatical phrase together, here is what Paul is saying to Timothy. Listen, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that your faith isn't just lip service. I know that you have truly been persuaded to give your life to Jesus. But this idea of being persuaded is important because Paul isn't saying one time in your life you asked Jesus to save you. The indication here is you're not hypocritical, but you are literally on a day-to-day basis being transformed because, as Paul would tell us, that this salvation, this sense of transformation is not a one-time thing. And he's, he's hearing about a young Timothy. Isn't it good to get good news? Uh, it's a lot better than bad news. Come on, let's be honest. And he's saying, look, I know that as your spiritual father, your mentor, that you are following in the footsteps that have been laid by your mother, your grandmother, and even me. Why? Because he has been saved. Now think about it this way. In John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I just had this question asked of me last week. A dear friend said to me, well, don't you think that the moment that someone understands who Jesus is and acknowledges that God is real, that that's the moment that they believe. And I said, it could be, it could be. But I said, what Jesus is telling us and what Paul reassures us about this young Timothy is that Timothy has realized there's no other way to be saved or transform from the inside out than by not just believing there's a God, but by having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. This is actually what's said in Acts 4, 11 through 12, when the apostle Peter said, Jesus is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. It's echoed again by Paul in Romans 10, 9 through 10. Paul writes, if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Now, what are we really getting at? What's the point The very first step that you and I need to take if we're going to be transformed isn't just to believe that there's a God. We have to have a personal relationship with Jesus. And back in when when I was younger, older mentors and pastors and leaders would say to me, they used the word converted. I don't, it's a nice word, 
Conversion is a nice thought, but it's more than just this idea that we're going to be saved, you know, and it happens one time at an altar or when someone prays for us. That's a beginning. It's a transformation. Here at Bridgewater Church, we believe that people shouldn't just give their heart to Jesus and say, I'm done. Hey, that's it. It's over. No, it's about transformation. It's this ongoing personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's why I love the story of John Newton. If you know the name, John Newton is the author of a hymn that even if you don't know who the author is, you know the hymn, Amazing Grace. John Newton, if you know his life, man, this guy, here's, here's actually what his tombstone says. John Newton, clerk, once an infidel and libertine, a servant of slavers in Africa, was by the rich mercy of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, preserved, restored, pardoned, and appointed to preach the faith he had so long labored to destroy. Now that's quite an epitaph on a, on a tombstone. But you know what John Newton was saying? I think John Newton had a belief in God. But he was a slave trader. He was cruel to, to, to other people. He, he worked to destroy what God believed and, and actually sent Jesus for to save and transform people. And then one day, John Newton was, was saved and transformed by Jesus Christ. So much so, that when he was older, in his 80s, and he was encouraged by people to retire from ministry, this is what he said. My memory is nearly going, but I remember two things. That I am a great sinner, and Christ is a great Savior. This is why one of the verses, we don't sing a lot, but it's so beautiful in the hymn. He wrote, the Lord has promised good to me. His word my hope secures. He will my shield and portion be as long as life endures. Let me say this to you this morning. This is important. Have you ever asked Jesus Christ to be your savior? I really believe this. There is a long legacy that you and I may not even know of people like Timothy's grandmother, and Timothy's mother, who actually have been praying for us, who have helped establish us in our walk with God. In fact, right now, someone is praying for you to commit your life to Jesus and begin the journey of transformation if it hasn't begun yet. And I want you to know here at Bridgewater Church, it's a safe place. Online, in-house, Wherever you might find yourself, we want to help you in that transformational process. It's not a one and done. We believe that you and I are constantly working out our salvation in fear and trembling. And it's one of the most exciting, it is the most exciting thing that we can do. Which leads to this. Let's talk about step two. Paul writes, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me as prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. Paul writes, he has saved us. 
and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. But it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And of this gospel, I was appointed a herald and an apostle and a teacher. That is why I am suffering as I am. Yet this is no cause for shame because I know whom I have believed. And I am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. Wow. Here's the next step that Paul had taken. And Paul is asking all of us to do the same. If we want to be transformed, we must be dedicated. Dedicated to what? Dedicated to the cause of Christ. Now, the Apostle Paul was in a difficult position. He was arrested. He was imprisoned. It's obvious from how he writes this letter to young Timothy. But you know what he says? Don't worry about me. Don't be ashamed. Don't let any of this uh, get to you. Instead, remember our calling. And then specifically, what the Apostle Paul says to young Timothy is, hey, listen, fan, fan the flame of God's gift that was given to you as I laid hands on you and prayed for you. Now, what does that mean? Well, first and foremost, the word gift is rooted in the Greek word for charisma, as we would know it, or charis, and it's the word grace. And did you notice what Paul wrote? He said from the very beginning of time, God had prepared grace, unmerited favor and love from God for each of us. Anybody excited about that? I don't know about you, but I need grace. I need God's forgiveness. I need God's empowerment. And, and Paul writes to young Timothy, hey, this grace has been available since the beginning of time, but it has been revealed through Jesus Christ. And Jesus is your Savior. So fan the flame of grace. Do what you're called to do. Now, specifically, Timothy had not only been saved, but his transformation process included being committed to the call for ministry. Now, I understand that. I understand that. I, 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 I've said this to you guys before, but it's worth saying again. I, I didn't say to God one day, can't wait to be a pastor. I, I didn't do it. In fact, actually, at 16 years of age, at a youth convention, through a powerful young speaker, I felt called to ministry in God's church. But by the time I was 18, I thought, who wants to do that? And I can go to church. I, I, can, I can serve. I can love God. And so I decided for a couple of years to pursue a legal education, become an attorney. And then when I felt guilty about that, I said, well, God, is this a good compromise? I'll become 
uh, a history major. Ultimately, you do see where I'm standing, right? I became a pastor, and I have been doing this for over three decades. Now, listen, can, can we have a no guilt Sunday? Is that okay? God calls each of us to different things in ministry, in the marketplace. But here's one thing that we all share in common. Whatever God has called you to do, once you are saved, you and I have to be dedicated to Christ. We aren't saved, listen to this, we're not saved and transformed just for ourselves. That's selfish. Hey, I'm saved. I'm going to be in heaven someday. Great, I can do what I want. No, it's not at all what the Bible says. That's what a lot of people teach and preach. But that's not what the Bible says at all. In fact, I'm here to challenge you. Are you dedicated? If you've given your heart to Jesus, you've been saved and in this transformational process which continues until we see him face to face. Are you, am I, dedicated to the ministry of the gospel of Jesus Christ in whatever way that God has called you to serve? Are you fanning that grace into flame? Now, specifically, specifically, when we are dedicated to God, there are three ways that this grace manifests itself through the power of the Holy Spirit. God gives us his power. This is exactly what Paul was saying to Timothy. I know you can be discouraged. I know that you can feel alone and separated, but you have been given the power of the Holy Spirit, which happens immediately when we accept Jesus as our Savior. It's exciting. You're given this power to serve. God gives us his love. This is agape love. This is the love that loves in spite of the circumstances and difficulties that we deal with in life. And this is why Paul says, listen, God's given you the grace to love beyond, hold on to this, your feelings. Feelings are beautiful things sometimes. But what Paul was saying, listen, you have the power, you have the love, and then God gives us self-discipline. Now, this is a partnership. This process of transformation is where right now I am self-disciplined in various aspects of my life to be able to serve God in a way that enlarges God's kingdom. Now, think about this. I am saved. First step, be saved. Second step of transformation, be dedicated. But here's our struggle. There is a lot of competition for our dedication. Are you with me? There's a lot of competition for dedication, especially in our world today. Think about it. What, what do you have on your calendar? Are you prioritizing God daily, weekly? What's on your calendar uh, that would show you that your commitment is there to God? What about your finances? Is tithing a part of your dedication? Are you giving to God? Are you, what, what about your beautiful resources and gifts and abilities? Man, you guys are so awesome. You have gifts and abilities that God has given you that if you've given your life to Jesus, Jesus goes, look at what I'm giving you. Power and love and grace. How are you going to serve? It's not enough today just to say, I believe in God 
and I love you, and I'm so glad that you're a part of our online campus. But how are you going to serve? How are we going to connect and give back to God? You see, that's what it means to be dedicated. We did this, uh, this is cool. So I, I, Kay and I lead a, a life group for young adults on Sunday evenings. And so I challenged our group. I said, uh, put aside your phone. Uh, if, if it's your alarm, that's fine. But the minute that your alarm goes off, put it aside and don't touch it for 30 minutes. Don't even have it near you unless you're reading your Bible on your phone, but be careful with that when the alerts come up. So that was the challenge. And I began asking my, my life group, I said, what's it been like for you? All kind of answers. It's, it's been exciting. It's been hard. I, and this was the one thing that I heard over and over again. Are you ready? This was common ground. We're all, this is their word, addicted to our phones. I want to challenge you, if you get nothing else out of the message today, be dedicated, put your phone down for the first 30 minutes and don't touch it once you get up and spend that 30 minutes with God. Be dedicated. Understand that God gives us, and this is so beautiful, God gives us the grace to overcome so that our obstacles become our transformational stepping stones. Don't, don't just settle for, I read my Bible, uh, which is beautiful, and, and don't just settle for, I've, I called and encouraged a friend. No, 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 go beyond that. Be dedicated. Make sure that Jesus is the priority of your calendar, your bank account, of your mindset. And it doesn't mean we're perfect, yet God's grace empowers us to change the world. Be transformed. Now, let's, let's do this last part. 2 Timothy 1, 13 through 14, what's the last step? Paul writes to Timothy, what you heard from me, keep as a pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in, in Christ Jesus. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. Here's the third step. Say it together. Be available. Well, wow, this is, this is so practical. Paul says to young Timothy, God's given you a deposit of grace, of love, of, 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 of spiritual gifts, talents, resources. Guard the good deposit. The, the idea is, is like a sentry. Guard it. Don't let anything get in the way of your walk with God. Don't get distracted from this. Have you ever been overdrawn? Have you ever been overdrawn at the bank? I have. Only happened once. And it wasn't my fault. I know. You're thinking in the day of technology? How could it not be my fault? But listen, when I was younger, we were overdrawn. And every dime was a big deal every dime. And I went into the bank and I said, I'm overdrawn. They said, yes, you are. And I said, well, I'm so very careful. And they said, well, we're sure that, you know, we didn't make a mistake. It took me hours to go through all of my checkbook and I realized what happened. The bank 
had transposed a check for $70, which was just huge. And they had made it $700, which I'm like, have you seen my account? And I went in, oh, Mr. Wilkerson, we're so sorry. We'll reverse all the charge. Now, I did ask if I could charge them. They, that was a no. But I was reminded of something in that moment about this scripture. We serve a great God. He's in the spiritual banking business. God is constantly wanting to deposit good things and resources into our lives, starting with grace. But here is what is essential. For God to compound and grow our spiritual resource bank account, we have to be available. That's what it means to be transformed is to be available. And you know what we're fighting all the time? We're always fighting our own selfishness. All of us. To do what I want when I want to do it. Whatever feels good, however it's comfortable. I don't, and, oh wow, how about this? And don't inconvenience me, God. No, no, no. No, we, we need to be available. And the foundation for this comes from a, a passage of scripture we know is the Great Commission. Jesus said this in Matthew 18, 16 through 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Now let me just put this up on the screen for you. The foundation of availability that empowers our transformation is threefold. We have to be available and follow Jesus. Okay, can I, can I just ask right now, can I ask it again? Have you given your heart and life to Jesus? You don't just believe there's a God, but you are going to give your heart and life to Christ. If you haven't, we're gonna give you that opportunity at the end of this uh, time together to pray that prayer. Here's the next thing. If you've given your heart and life to Jesus, have you been baptized? Why is this important? Jesus gave us the example of baptism. He was immersed in the Jordan River by John, John the Baptist, and he came up out of the water, and God the Father said to Jesus, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. We give our hearts and lives to Jesus, but then we follow through with the availability to be baptized. In the announcements today, please listen to those. Go back and, and, and listen to them again. You can catch it on Facebook. You can catch it on uh, YouTube. But we are going to do a baptismal service in June, and I really want to reach out to all of you online. I love the fact that you're online, but we want you to be baptized too. And if you have not ever been baptized by immersion, then reach out to our pastor online. Reach out to us here at the church. Reach out to me, drew at bwch.org. Email me. Because you can listen and be a part of our online campus, 
but still come that day to let us baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Please don't just sit back in your chair and think, well, baptism is something that would be difficult for me to do because I'm part of the online campus. Or maybe, maybe you even live in another state and you're going to come in. You're a part of the Bridgewater family. You live in Florida. You live in Pennsylvania. You live somewhere else in Ohio. Come in. Be a part of it. Let's celebrate together because this is one thing we've got to be with each other in order to have baptism. And then be available to learn together. Constantly grow in your walk with Jesus. Be available. Read God's word and join a small group ministry, especially coming into the fall. If you're online, we will create more groups for you to be able to join online. Don't just watch on Sunday mornings. Let's get involved in small group ministry. Let's read God's word each day. And let's be transformed. Otherwise, you see salvation as an event. Transformation is a lifestyle. That's what this is all about. So here's what I want to do. I want to pray for you right now. First and foremost, I want you to be able to answer, have you given your heart to Jesus? Have you given your life to Jesus? Doesn't matter what your background is or what you've been through, how about a fresh start today? And maybe you have given your heart to Jesus, but it's time to recommit to this process of transformation. So let's put our hands out and let's pray together. Father God, for the persons who are praying right now to accept you as Savior and Lord, may they simply pray this prayer. Oh God, it's me. Forgive me for my sins. Save me from myself. And I promise to live for you all the days of my life. God, if someone is praying that right now or as someone prays it, God, I pray that you would just invade their heart and let them be saved and transformed. And God, we want to pray for the person who's recommitting their life. God, right now for the person that recommits to this transformational journey, God, help them to realize it's a no-guilt Sunday. We're, we're not going to focus on what we haven't done. We're going to be available to do what you're calling us to do. And God, for everyone who has accepted you as Savior, if they're not baptized, may they have the courage to reach out to our online pastor and say, hey, pastor, help us to get uh, in line with, with Scripture. Help us to, to, to become a part of this giant movement of God for renewal and restoration. Help us, God, and join us for this baptism in June. And Lord Jesus, I also pray that for each of us, we would not only be saved, we would not only be dedicated, but we would be available. God, this can be one of the most important days in our lives if we'll just say yes. 
pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow. Isn't this going to be a great series? Be transformed. Seek, share, serve, and send. Stay with us every week. We love you so much. Bring friends to your house. Tell them to join you for this, this series. And watch how revival begins in each of our hearts, in our lives, in the ministry of BWC. After everything we've been through, it's time to move out and move forward because lives are depending on us. We love you. You're amazing. Till I see you again, take heart and be transformed. Love you.
Bridgewater Church family, my name is Tracy and we are so glad that you're with us today. There's so many ways to get connected around here and we hope you can be a part of it all. So check out this week's Bridgewater Buzz. We are so thankful to have an amazing team of people who help keep this place safe and secure. From checking in on our kids' rooms to being ready for an emergency, the security team makes what we do possible. If you are interested in becoming a part of the team, we would love to talk to you. Sign up in the lobby for more information or reach out to me at tracy at bwch.org. Oasis Senior Adults, we've got a breakfast outing coming up. On Wednesday, June 1st, we will be meeting at the Original Pancake House in Westchester at 9 a.m. for good conversation, fellowship, and as always, lots of pancakes. Sign up in the lobby or let Pastor Kay know that you're coming at k at bwch.org. We can't wait to see you. Baptism is an incredible celebration of the transformation that Jesus is doing in the life of a believer. If you or your child have been considering being baptized or would like to know more about what baptism is all about, we have great news. We will be participating in baptisms on Sunday, June 26. There will be a required class for all participants on Sunday, June 12th, immediately following the 11 a.m. service in room 16. Signups are available in the lobby or you can email me at tracy at bwch.org. We will be celebrating that Sunday with an all-church picnic at Whitten Woods. We've reserved the Clydesdale Shelter at Parkey's Farm and are asking that you bring a side dish or two to share. We will be providing hot dogs, all the plates, utensils, and water. Feel free to bring whatever else your family may need. We will pray for the food at 1245 and spend the afternoon in fun and fellowship together. Make sure you have June 26 reserved on your calendar. We are glad to be a part of this Bridgewater family and can't wait to connect with you. You can find us online at bwch.org or by following Bridgewater Church on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for joining us for worship today. 